0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. The scripture this morning comes from Acts chapter 4, verses 23 through 31. On their release... Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the seas and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against the Anointed One. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate, Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen.
1: Good morning, morning. it is so good to be back with Journey of Hope again, it's been a while, amen, and I just wanted you to know, just in case you're wondering, I am enjoying my retirement, (laughs) it is a good thing, amen, (laughs) pray with me, holy and awesome and wonderful God, we thank you for this opportunity to break open the very bread of life, We ask that you would take me and hide me behind the cross, crucify this flesh, speak to me and through me, as only you can let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart collectively be acceptable in thy sight, for you are our strength, you are our rock, you are our redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. I pray that Pastor Jared is having a wonderful vacation as he celebrates his anniversary also, and God is good, amen? Amen. A praying church has power. I have been thinking about prayer a lot lately. With my retirement, I don't think I have prayed as much as I used to. I used to pray for all of the pastors and the churches in the former Elgin district. I pray that I was given the right directions and guidance and support to the people of the district. And now, since I don't have that responsibility anymore, I think my prayer level has kind of dropped. Now, I still pray every day, but it seems to be different. And as I look around our world, I am wondering where is our prayer power and our boldness With so much happening, I wonder if we are praying like we really should. For the church is God's agency on earth and prayer is our tool so that we might be effective. The great theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, and I quote, our Christian existence will be confined today to only two things, prayer, and acting justly. All thinking, speaking, and organizing of things of Christianity must be born out of praying and acting. He also said, and I quote, prayer does not simply mean to pour out one's heart. It means rather to find the way to God and to speak to him, whether the heart is full or empty. And one more quote by Bonhoeffer, Intercessory prayer is the purifying bath into which the individual and the community must enter every day, end of quote. Church, from these quotes, we can see the importance of individual and corporate prayer. I don't know when I walked in the door and I saw the sign that says, we're praying for you. I knew that this was a praying church. We can see that prayer is always needed in the calm and in the chaos of things. This is why today the sermonic thrust is, a praying church has power. These quotes by the late Mr. Bonhoeffer speaks to our sermonic theme. A praying church has power, and it helps us to look at the scripture passage that was read from Acts 4 because it moves us into the place of understanding. Acts 4, 23, 31 is called in some versions, the believers pray. This passage moves us to the point of knowing that prayer is much needed in our world, and as God's ambassadors, we need to be joining in corporate prayer. For there is power in the church coming together for prayer in the good times and in the bad times, as I stated earlier. For every day on this earth brings us reasons to stand together in prayer. Just watch or listen to the news. If you're listening in your car to the radio, if you're sitting home watching the news, or if you're on your computer, every day, every moment of the day, brings us opportunities to come together and find time to prayer. So we must stand together in these times where we are faced with all kinds of things that are happening in our world. The continuation of the war in Ukraine, for we have seen and we have witnessed via social media the several mass shootings We just, not too long ago, saw in Highland Park where a mass shooting occurred. There are carjackings around, hateful actions, political infighting, sicknesses such as COVID and bird flu, and now this new infection called monkeypox. And people around this world are seeming to be just downright mean on several levels. And not only do we have to deal with these people issues, but the natural disasters are giving us a run for our money. The excessive heat, and you don't believe in global warming The flooding that we've heard about in Kentucky and Missouri and the forest fires that keep raging in California and other places. What are we to do? Where are we to turn? The other day I was riding in my car and I was flipping through the radio and I came upon Caleb and a song was sung by Taryn Wells and something in my spirit clicked, something in my soul attuned to what the words of that song was saying, especially when I heard the title, When We Pray." This song spoke to my spirit and resonated with what I had been feeling and thinking. And here are some of the beginning lyrics. People hurting, people broken, beaten down, and feeling hopeless. Wonder if it's going to always be this way. Who will speak up for the captives, show some love, and heal a past that binds the wounds we think will never go away? But what if we could be a people on our knees, as one before the king, cause we believe. All the world starts changing when the church starts praying. Strongholds start to break, oh, when we pray. Prison walls start shaking at the sound of praising. Nothing stays the same, oh, when we pray, oh, when we pray. I wonder, did these words touch you? Did something click inside of you? And if you have never heard this song before, I ask that you would search for it and listen to it and allow God to move you into a deeper posture posture of prayer. Allow God to speak to your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Sit back. And close your eyes and meditate upon the words, When We Pray. As I thought about that song and as I listened to it, this passage in Acts began to come alive for me even more. The words, On Their Release. Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all the chief priests and the elders had said to them, when they heard this, they raised their voice in prayer. Now, if you read all of chapter four, you will see that Peter and John were being harassed by the chief priests and the elders because they were witnessing about Jesus. They were preaching the good news about Jesus' resurrection. And they had previously healed a lame man and they gave all the credit to Jesus. They were talking about the fact that Jesus was the Messiah and that God was the one true God. And these chief priests and elders were upset that some of their authority would be taken away by what was being said and that their lives would be changed. These religious leaders were mad because Peter and John were teaching the people that there was resurrection of the dead. The chief priests and elders were also mad that Peter and John were pointing out the parts that they had played in the crucifixion of Jesus. In our scripture we heard as the people prayed, they said, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. So Peter and John were arrested, but many of the people around them that heard their message believed. And this is what struck fear with the chief priests and the elders. But no longer could they just hoodwink the people with all of the garbage that they were preaching about, all of the things that they were telling people that was not true, that was not honoring the God that we served. So when these two verses come upon us, Peter and John were being released by their accusers, their harassers, because they could not hold them any longer and they were afraid that a riot would break out because of all the believers that were present and the miracle that had helped that man to walk. So at the report of Peter and John, this group broke out in prayer. Now the Bible does not tell us that Peter and John had to prompt them to pray. It does not tell us that Peter and John pushed the people to pray or even asked them to pray. It says that after Peter and John told them the report of what had happened, the church just broke out in prayer. Now, prayer is merely a conversation with God. It can be as simple as telling God our thoughts and our feelings or as complex as discussing some theological concepts that we might not understand and need God to straighten us out. Prayer is communion with God, usually comprising of petition and adoration and praise and concession and thanksgiving. But the ultimate object of prayer in both the Old Testament and the New Testament is not merely the good of the petitioner. But the honor of god's name within those two verses are some operative words such as they heard they raised their voices together prayer and god and some wonderful things happened when this house church prayed some marvelous and great things occurred when all of the members of this church got on one accord and they prayed. For when this group of believers prayed, an earthquake shook the building. When they prayed, all of the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. When they prayed, they began to witness with boldness. When they prayed, the church had great power and great grace was upon every member of this Acts 4 church when they prayed. Now, friends, I believe that God's power is released in and through a praying church. The power of God operates through a praying church. For the Bible tells us that the prayers of the righteous will avail much, signs and wonders, Salvation and healing, praise and adoration all take place within the context of a praying church. We heard our brother talk about his prayer, his daily prayer, his 531 moments. When you see God, when you experience God, a praying church, and he invited all of us to enter into a 531 moment. Oh, if the church, not just the churches in Elgin, but the churches all over the world would come on one accord and begin to pray, what power would we see? Years ago, I heard of a church in Seoul, Korea, that had been marvelously blessed by God. The pastor of that church taught only two things, prayer and witnessing. In many other areas, this church might have been lacking, but they were not lacking in prayer and witnessing. Every Sunday, the church was packed from 6 a.m. in the morning until after midnight. They had continuous services to meet the needs of all of their parishioners, and there was standing room only at every worship service. Often the pastor had to ask the membership of the church to stay home one Sunday a month so that others could be the recipients of the word and salvation by grace. Now that was a powerful testimony to what God can do through a church that prays and witnesses. This church is still around today and it is one of the largest churches in the world. It's called Yo, the Full Gospel Church. The pattern of this church was the pattern that was in our early churches, that they prayed and they prayed often. And I am convinced and convicted that it's time for the church today to get back to this basic pattern. It is time for us to be serious about our corporate prayer and rediscover its power like they did in the early church. Just as individuals are to pray, we are to pray as one body and to be on one accord, one mind, one heart, one spirit. For you see, prayer, my friends, is fundamental to a church's existence and its character. I say this because I believe it to be true. When I was the associate pastor at First Church in Crystal Lake, I used to have a sign on my door that said, prayer is working your way through the situations. And we have a lot of situations happening in our world today that need our prayers. There was a saying that went like this, little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. No prayer, no power. It's as simple as that same. There was also a song that I used to sing when I was younger that it said, whisper a prayer in the morning. Whisper a prayer at noon. Whisper a prayer in the evening to keep your heart in tune. For God answers prayer in the morning. God answers prayer at noon. God answers prayer In the evening keep your heart in tune. This saying and this song says to me that prayer is always in order. For a praying church becomes a revived church. Renewal will happen within our walls that will spill outside of our churches. A praying church becomes a worshiping church. We will not be ashamed to let the world know that we are believers. A praying church is a soul-winning church. We will be interested in bringing others to God. A praying church is a giving church. Prayer opens us up for God to move upon the waters of our heart. Open hearts will mean open pockets to make sure that ministry happens. But more than anything else, a praying church is a spiritual church. This is a church where people are maturing, growing in the Lord, being helpers in the kingdom of God, and ministering to one another. A praying church recognizes the supreme importance of prayer. They recognize that it is always desirable to prayer. As we look back at our passage of scripture, there are some things we see. First, these believers were on one accord. In other words, they had singleness of heart. For as soon as they heard what Peter and John had to say, they began to pray, there was no hesitation, and they were bold in their prayer. They prayed to the sovereign God, that is creator, the one who made the heavens and the earth and the sea, and all that is in them. In other words, they gave God God's props. They honored God for being the God who did all of this. Second, There was adoration in their prayer, and they remembered to whom this prayer was being offered. The believers prayed with power and confidence because they knew God personally. We must follow this example, knowing God personally and showing God our honor as we honor God. Third, the believers in this house church recognized the Trinity by acknowledging that God spoke to David through the Holy Spirit, that God knows all, even the future. In their prayer, they reiterated how there was a conspiracy against Jesus as the prophets had spoken. There was opposition against Jesus, so why should they escape opposition themselves? Fourth, the believers asked, that they would be filled with boldness as the threats would come against them. They wanted to preach and teach about Jesus with holy boldness and not fear those who would oppose them. I wonder, are we praying the same prayer, the asking for boldness when we face opposition because we are believers, because we stand up against injustice, stand up against racism and stand for justice for all? Are we asking for the boldness? And lastly, they ask God in their prayer to stretch out God's hands to heal and to perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. That is what happened this morning when the joys and concerns was mentioned. There was asking for healing, asking for strength, asking for people to be touched. This prayer ended in the name of Jesus, for this seals the deal. The believers wanted these two things, boldness in speech and the ability to perform signs and wonders. Instead of keeping silent, as the chief priests and the elders wanted them to. These prayerful believers wanted to up their prayer game. They wanted the area and Jerusalem to ring with Jesus' name, and they wanted God to back up their witness and to speak with miracles. Now notice, the one thing that they did not ask, They did not ask that God would protect them, that God would change the situation, but they only asked that they would be bold and that their witness would move forward. And the scripture tells us that after the collective prayer of the house church ended, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Now this clearly shows us that God heard their prayer and accepted their prayer. For their prayer had invited God in their midst. Remember the Bible tells us where two or three are gathered in God's name that God would be in the midst. They were blessed with another outpouring of the Holy Spirit even though they were already filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit had dwelled inside of them. Now they had the power for their specific task of witnessing without fear, as they spoke the word boldly. Church, this says to me that as believers, we can be continually filled with the Spirit to do the things that we need to do to bring glory to God. We need to continually pray with adoration and request as we seek God for all things, especially when it comes to lifting up the name of Jesus. Remember that our mission as United Methodists is to make disciples for Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world.
0: And I don't know about
1: anybody else in this room today, but our world is definitely in need. Of transformation. A praying church has power. And I want to conclude this sermon with the chorus from the song from earlier. All the world starts changing when the church starts praying. Strongholds start to break, oh when we pray. Prison walls start shaking at the sound of praising nothing stays the same oh when we pray when we pray i wonder are you believing that your prayer has power when it's bathed with jesus i wonder do you really believe that as a church that comes together and prayer that is not just for form or fashion, but it's really to seek God, to be bold in what we do, bold in who we are. For the church is God's ambassadors, and the world needs us. Don't let anyone fool you. The world needs us so that the world can change. Pray with me awesome and holy God, the God of creation, the God of the universe, the God that blew the very breath in our nostrils so that we could become living, not just existing, that we become living beings, that we would be your ambassadors here in this earth realm that we would look at this world and see what is needed and that we would be bold and not afraid to go out and seek justice for all so that we can be bold and witness of our love of Jesus, so that we can be bold and ask God to change us and ask God to let people see God inside of us. Help us, O oh God. To live in this world and make a bold proclamation of who Jesus Christ is in our life. For a praying church has power. A praying church is powerful. We seek your power, God. We seek your Holy Spirit. And we seek your boldness. In Jesus' name.
0: Thank you, Darnitha. We need to go out and be bold. We really do. We have to... I'm thinking of a song. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's roaring like a lion. My God is alive. Right? Be bold. There's a children's song about this little light of mine. Don't hide it under a bush. Don't let anybody blow it out. Go out and be bold. Go out and share. As we go over to the other room and have some snacks, share your power of prayer with each other. Be with each other in communion. And when you leave this place, remember there is darkness in the world, and we are the light. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen.